With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the Arsenal Way. Yes, we have another episode of Talking Transfers. Of course, Arsenal have been very busy early on in the transfer window, so this show has been a, a regular occurrence. But today, we are going to be talking about Lissandro Martinez, and it's only right we've got Roy and Emma with me just to speak about Lissandro Martinez and the impact he could have for Arsenal. Of course, Roy is a, a specialist with the Argentina national team and Argentina players. So, Roy, firstly, how are you, mate? I'm doing very well, I'm doing very well. Thank you guys for having me. Of course, and we're joined by Umar, a usual, a usual, a usual person on this show. Of course, Umar, how are you as well? Yeah, I'm good. I can only echo your thoughts. Um, real pleasure to have Roy on the channel. So yeah, looking forward to this. Absolutely, Roy. I think we should only start off by talking about Lissandro Martinez and what type of player he is and why Arsenal are linked in a player linked to sorry a player like like Lissandro. He's he's a very versatile player. He's one of the best young defenders uh, in the world. Uh, and, and I know a lot of people are, pretty, are probably a little bit anxious in terms of, you know, what can he bring to the table? What can he bring to Arsenal? Uh, in a nutshell, and we're going to talk about it much more in detail, obviously, but you, you have someone that's very tenacious, someone that's very intelligent, someone that's very good on the ball, someone that's very good in the air, someone that has a, that mentally, mentally is very, very strong, that has that never give up, that never die attitude. Uh, all of that kind of encompasses uh, Lisandro Martinez, as well as obviously just his overall general uh, defensive qualities as well, and very versatile defensive midfielder, center back, left back. So he can pretty much wherever you play him, he can he can excel. It's interesting you touch on all these defensive qualities, um, tenaciousness. Um, he's very good, aggressive, but. In Ajax, in the Eredivisie, there's a nickname that's been going around. Um, everyone will know about it, the Butcher of Amsterdam. Do you think that's due to his physicality? Do you think that's like the biggest trait that makes him stand out? I don't know if it's the biggest trait. It's definitely because of his playing style that I fully agree with. Um, he will throw himself to the ball. He'll throw himself, uh, you know, onto the opposition. He doesn't care. He wants to win. He wants to win the ball by any means by any means, and if he has to tackle you, slide tackle, standing tackle, out-jump you, despite not being the tallest defender in the world, he will out-jump you, and he will win the ball. So, And it's just that tenacity. Um, if that's his best quality, I don't know. He has many of them. He has many of them. He's very, very intelligent. And him on the ball, his crossing, his passing, uh, his his ability to, to, to create play from deep, there are so many different aspects to this game that it's very, very difficult to, to in my opinion, anyways, to pick one and say that's his overall best quality. Absolutely. And when you see a centre-back partnership, I just compare uh, Rio Ferdinand, Emmanuel Fidic, uh, John Terry, Carvalho, there's usually, you're usually the, the leader or you're the almost supporting cast. With Lissandro Martinez, would you say he's more of a, a the leader of the defence or is he more of the, the almost a sweeper or type of centre-back? No doubt the leader. He he. It's just like I said. It's the it's the mentality on the pitch that he brings. He'll drive his his teammates forward, his fellow center back forward, or his left back, or his right back, or whoever's around him. He'll do that. And if you ask him to play that more supportive role, he can do that too. 
by nature, in my opinion, he's more of a leader. Uh, he will not wait for, you know, for his, let's say, his center back partner to, to go in first, to go and get the ball. No, no, no. Lisandro will lead by example. And that's one of the reasons why he has leapfrogged in terms of the Argentina national team, why he's leapfrogged maybe three or four other center backs that were previously ahead of him just a year ago. It's it's everything. His leadership is very, very underrated, in my opinion. You talk about leadership, um, but there's a big common factor that a lot of people, a lot of Arsenal fans have been discussing, and that's his versatility, um, his ability to play in a number of positions across the pitch. Obviously, he's more accustomed to playing left centre-back, but he has the capabilities of playing left-back and even defensive midfield. But in your opinion, what is the best position for him? I would have to say centre-back. Uh, that's his natural position, although, or ironically enough, when he first joined Ajax in 2019, the first couple of matches that he played were as a defensive midfielder, and he excelled. He, he played very well as a defensive midfielder, uh, but ultimately ended up playing uh, centre-back, and at times even left-back. Now, when you play Lisandro Martinez as a left-back, he's not the most adventurous, but he gets the job done. You know, he's, he's more than capable of getting the job done, but if you want to get the best out of Lisandro Martinez, Definitely as a centre-back, although he's played both centre-back and defensive midfielder, not only for Ajax, but for the Argentina national team as well. And and one of the matches that comes to mind is actually Argentina against Brazil, a World Cup qualifier last November. He came on as a substitute as a defensive midfielder uh, when uh, Christian Romero of Tottenham Hotspur, when he got injured, Romero was, uh, Lisandro Martinez was brought on and he played as a defensive midfielder in that match. So he can play almost practically anywhere on the pitch um, in terms of the back. But uh, if you want to get the best out of him, in my opinion, um, center back. But if you play him defensive midfielder, he'll he'll do very, very well as well. That's good to hear. And we, just before we started the show, we were talking about Christian Romero and Argentina national setup. Now, Umar told me that uh, fans, Arsenal fans are worried about uh, Alessandro Martinez because he can't get into the Argentina starting team. And just what's your thoughts on that? Are Arsenal fans right to be disgruntled about that or is that a complete nonsense? Complete nonsense. Complete nonsense uh, for several reasons. Uh, for one, Christian Romero has been a revelation for the Argentina national team. And that's not a knock on Lisandro Martinez by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. If you ask any Argentina fan or anyone that's been following the national team, uh, they will tell you, Lisandro Martinez and Christian Romero are the future of the national team. Some will even say the present or should be the present. Now, the reason why Lisandro Martinez has not been selected ahead of the regular partnership of Christian Romero and Nicolas Otamendi, it's quite simple. Nicolas Otamendi is the veteran. He is experienced. He has played in the World Cup before, played in several tournaments for the, for the national team. And to be quite honest, he has not put a foot wrong for Argentina in well over a year. I know he doesn't get, you know, his reputation is probably not the best, but for the past year, he's been solid. Uh, he's been incredible. Christian Romero was named as the best defender of the year in his last season with Atalanta. Being named best defender of the year in Italy, that there, there's some merit to that, right? It, it has to count for something. Now, again, that's not a knock on Lisandro Martinez, but even Christian Romero, when he was brought into the national team, he has not put a foot wrong, not a single foot wrong. He played the Copa America final for Argentina on painkillers against Brazil and still played very well. So that's part of the reason why Lisandro has not become that first choice center back for Argentina. However, Lisandro Martinez at one point, if we go back a year ago with the Argentina national team, 
he had several players in front of him. Not only did he have uh, Otamendi and Christian Romero, but he had Germán Basella of Real Betis. He had Lucas Martínez Cuarta of Fiorentina ahead of him as well. And now Lisandro has become that third-choice centre-back. When Otamendi's not there or when Romero's not there, it's Lisandro that's playing. And he has become that third choice. And I have no doubt in my mind that at the World Cup or after the World Cup, which I think is a normal thing, once Otamendi steps aside or slowly steps aside, I have no doubt in my mind that Lisandro Martinez will be uh, will be the starting centre-back for Argentina. It's interesting. Um, since, obviously, the rumours have come to fruition, I've been watching a lot of uh, clips of Martinez. And there's some similarities um, I liken to Javier Mascarano, maybe it's a bit off off the radar, but I've seen a bit similarities. I know they're similar height. I know they were versatile. Mascarano could play in a number of positions at Liverpool. He could at times feel in that centre-back. He had the capabilities of playing defensive midfield, which was his position. But do you think there is a bit of simil- similarities between the two? I think that's a fair comparison, at least in terms of their their uh, their character, at least on the pitch. Uh, Mascherano was... You know, again, we go back to the word tenacious, but Mashano was tenacious. He was uh, aggressive, uh, played in a number of positions, defensive midfielder, centre-back, even right-back, if I'm not mistaken, both for Liverpool and uh, and for Barcelona. So he was versatile. He was pretty good at the ball. He was pretty good at, at crossing the ball and, and making the vertical passes. Uh, Lisandro Martinez takes that to another level, in my opinion, at least in terms of the passing capabilities. Uh, they are similar in that sense, very aggressive, uh, very, again, tenacious, very physical, uh, they both give it the role on the pitch. Uh, I mean, Mascherano has that that famous quote uh, after the semifinals for Argentina at the World Cup versus the Netherlands. <laughs> Bailey's already laughing. He knows what I'm getting to. Uh, where he he you know he put in a sliding tackle on on Arjen Robin in the final minute of of the 90th, and he tore he tore something. He tore something. Uh, so Lisandro is similar in that sense. Very very physical. Very versatile. Uh, although on the ball, again, Lisandro is just another level when it comes to his vision and his, his crossing and passing. Absolutely. You talk about Mascherani and his impact for the for the Argentina national team, but I think it's impossible for this transfer window and not to look at the winter transfer window because of the, the World Cup. And I remember Luis van Gaal saying about Justin Timber, uh, Julian Timber, sorry, Ajax, he doesn't want him to go to Manchester United because then maybe he won't play enough games and that means he won't get selected for the Netherlands uh, World Cup squad. Is there a possibility that that could affect the transfer if, for example, Martinez might play lesser Arsenal and then that might affect his third role at, at Argentina? Or is that a completely different situation? I, th- I think it's a different situation. Uh, Lisandro, for the most part, I think it's fair to say, um, will be selected for the World Cup. Barring any shocking exclusion, I think Martinez will be there for the World Cup. And see, this is the this is the part that me personally, as a fan of the national team, I'm not. I don't like when it comes to, to transfers. Is transfers during a World Cup window, right before a World Cup? And obviously, this time around, it's not in the summer, so Lisandro doesn't have the full season to adapt to England or to adapt to Arsenal. It's really two or three months right before the World Cup. Now, I'm not worried about Lisandro. I'm not worried about his his spot with the national team. Uh, I'm not worried about uh, how many minutes or how many matches he'll get with Arsenal because you know, Arsenal will knock on wood. You know, we'll be competing or we'll we'll try to compete on on you know in every competition, be it uh, you know in Europe or the league, domestically the FA Cup and and everything else. So I have no doubt that Lisandro will get some minutes that he will play. And I, I'm not saying this at all because I'm biased. I'm not saying it at all in terms of arrogance, but with time and especially early on, I think no matter the how long it's going to take him to adapt, uh, I think Lisandro will ultimately 
start for Arsenal. I think he's going to end up being a starter for Arsenal. Uh, I don't doubt that uh, by any means, to be completely honest with you. Just because I saw it at Ajax, I'm seeing it with the national team, his qualities, his attributes. And now going back to the question, I'm not worried. Uh, two or three months to adapt, two or three months where he plays maybe once a week or twice a week or once every two weeks, as long as he's training every day and he's going to be training against Premier League opposition as well, right? His teammates and playing in the Premier League as well, which viewed by many is is the absolute best, right? It's, it's the best league in the world. So, you know, having him train, even if he doesn't play, just training alone, uh, that will keep him going. So I'm not, I'm not worried about Lisandro's spot with the national team now. Roy, we've spoken a lot about his defensive attributes, but what I want to discuss is his passing ability. Like, for example, last season, Martinez ranked second in the Eredivisie for stats in terms of progressive passing or passes into the final third. Do you think his passing ability is an underrated statistic? Do you think it's a very good attribute and probably why Mikel Arteta is probably thinking he's a good player to have in the team. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if now these days, the past couple of days, if it's still underrated just because of the amount of people that, you know, that watch the clips and, and then look at the statistics now. But certainly if you tell me a week ago or a month ago, yeah, I would say that's that was one of his more, more underrated uh, attributes. Lisandro can, and I've seen it a bunch of times with Ajax and, and specifically with the national team, but... Uh, Martinez is a type of player that can create from deep. I mean, the amount of times he'll pick the ball up, center back position, ping it forward to the winger or ping it forward to the number nine, uh, and and pinpoint accuracy, not just crossing and and hoping that you know the player gets there, that teammate gets there. It's crossing, pinpoint. And if I'm Mikel Arteta, I'm looking at Lisandro Martinez. I'm thinking, okay, well, what if I have Lisandro cross from deep to Martinelli or to Gabriel Jesus or to whoever? That that's got to be pretty salivating. Uh, he's he's incredible on the ball. He is very very good on the ball. He's not the best dribbler. We're not really talking about dribbling, but his passing and his crossing specifically. Uh, if Arsenal or any other team that, that that gets him, which in my opinion I hope is Arsenal, and I'm not saying I hope it's Arsenal because I'm speaking to you too, but which I, I truly hope it's Arsenal. But um, if Arsenal do get him, and you're looking for that creativity, sometimes you know it's tough to break a team down for whatever reason. You get that ball to Lisandro. You get that ball to Lisandro. Have him cross it uh, across the pitch, diagonally, left, right, or, or forward. You'll get some chances as long as the run is there. Lisandro will be able to find uh, to find the runner. Well, I hope you're right. Uh, I hope Lisandro does make its move to Arsenal. But when South American players make the move to the Premier League, I think the first thing, the first question that is posed is, can they adapt? Now we've spoken talking about tenacious players, for example. And I know Lisandro Martinez is not the tallest of players now. Arsenal signed another South American player a few years ago in Lucas Torreira, who was also a very defensive midfielder known for his tenacity, and he struggled to adapt. I also think of Gary Medell from Chile, who came to the Premier League, albeit be at Cardiff, he also struggled to adapt. But do you think Lissandro Martinez will come into the Premier League just from what you've seen, and he will be able to, to, to succeed in the adapt, adaptation process? I think he would. I think he would. And one of the reasons why his capabilities, and or sorry, his abilities aside, is because Arteta is there. And, and when I say that, I mean, we mentioned it's not always easy sometimes for South American players to make the jump over to, to, to England, right? But if you look at the ones most, for the most part, that have succeeded, there's been some sort of Latin influence on the team. Carlos Tevez had, for example, Cristiano Ronaldo or Anderson. 
at Manchester United. Sergio Aguero had Pellegrini at the club, Pablo Zabaleta at the club, and a few others as well. For um, for Lisandro Martinez, there's obviously a, a pretty big you know Latin contingency contingent at uh, at Arsenal. So that already in and of itself will help a lot, at least off the pitch. Uh, on it, I, I don't doubt his his abilities and what he can bring. Um, he's still a young defender as well. You know, he's not even 25 years old, still very, very young and still learning and the potential is there. So the fact that he's already playing in Europe and playing at a club like Ajax, I think helps a lot. Had he been playing in a different league, let's say, maybe. But the Netherlands is a good league. It's, it's a very good, and I hate to use this word but with all due respect to, to, to the Netherlands and the league because it's produced some world-class players. Uh, it's, it's a good stepping stone, let's say. You know, it's a good uh, launch pad, especially for South American players that go there and want to kickstart their career in Europe. So I, I don't, I have no doubt in my mind that uh, Lisandro will adapt well to England. I'm not worried about it. You mentioned his height. He's not, the, he's not the tallest player in the world, but he's excellent in the air. He is very, very good in the air. And he's very physical as well. So he's one of the players that, in my opinion, or one of the, the better suited, let's say, uh, Argentine players specifically that is better suited for the Premier League, maybe. Uh, so I, I don't doubt it. I'm, I'm not worried about him adapting to England at all. I had a question in terms of, say, Lissandro comes in and Mikel Arteta brings him to the club. And say Mikel Arteta is thinking about putting him at left back instead of left centre back. Do you think, obviously, he's going to have a battle on his hands with Kieran Tierney, but do you think Lissandro would displace Kieran Tierney at left back? It, it depends. It all depends on what Arteta is looking for. If he's looking for a more adventurous left back, I'm not sure Lissandro is the man for you. The reason being is because he's not he's not the fastest. He's not slow. Lissandro Martinez is not slow, but he's not the fastest either. So what he lacks for in pace, he makes up for in positioning. Now, if he's looking for, again, a, a very adventurous left back, practically you know, a left wing back and all that stuff, I'm not sure if Lissandro would be ideal. Again, he hasn't really gotten many, many matches at left back to, to fully get an idea. He's played a few at Ajax at left back, but for the most part, it's been center back or defensive midfielder. Now, in terms of would he become or can he become the first choice left back? It depends. If there's a certain match where we, where Arteta says, you know what, I want you to play at left back, but be a bit more conservative, a bit more pragmatic, stay a little bit back, I have no doubt in my mind that he can do well. He can do well at left back. If he's looking for someone to kind of, you know, bomb the flank and, and make the runs forward and back, it might take him a couple of matches to adapt. So it all depends specifically on what Arteta is looking for in his left back and from Martinez as well. Absolutely, absolutely. A final question of the show, Ray. I just want to get this answer for you. Of course, I'm seeing your background. I'm seeing Maradona, of course, Lionel Messi, the greatest player of all time, in my opinion, but we won't get into that debate today. <laughs> of course not, but... We've seen how Klopp has decided to go for a, a Latin, almost American uh, a strike force in Luis Diaz, uh, Darwin Nunez, of course, who's just signed. And now Arteta is almost following the same type of pattern with Gabriel Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, Rafinha possibly, and, and Lisandro Martinez, of course, also coming in. Is this a, a regular theme? Is this a, a, a point that maybe this is the way to succeed in the Premier League? This is almost a new theme coming into the, into the English game. I hope so. I truly, truly hope so. I, I love the South American game. Uh, I absolutely love watching it. It's a joy. Uh, sometimes the quality might not you know, always be there, uh, but I think the same can be said for 
pretty much any league in the world. Uh, South American players, uh, or South America, sorry, has produced some world-class players. You mentioned, obviously, the two, in my opinion, the two greatest uh, in Maradona and, and Messi. Uh, but if you look at, you know, across every single league, bar maybe the Bundesliga, but maybe even the Bundesliga because of, of Lucas Bore, uh, of, of Frankfurt when they won the Europa League, every top team in Europe has at least one or two South American players. If you look at Liverpool, you have Allison, uh, you have Fabinho, uh, you had at one point Coutinho years ago. Uh, Manchester City, Sergio Aguero, that in and of itself was alone. They brought in Julian Alvarez. Uh, now Arsenal and Liverpool bring in more South American players. Uh, South American players, if it's the right fit to the team, will do very, very well. The main struggle that we've seen, historically speaking, with South American players uh, in, let's say, in England, has more to do with the culture and the weather rather than actually the quality of the player. Uh, the perfect example is Angel Di Maria. Champions League final uh, winner with Real Madrid, man of the match in that final, uh, champion in every single team he's played with, uh, Benfica, Real Madrid, everywhere. Goes to England, does well the first couple of, day, of games. Luis Van Gaal, problems with him. Van Gaal historically doesn't really do well with South American players. And then there's the whole personal issue uh, at home, the burglary with Di Maria, and that was that. That was his England career. That was his Manchester United career. That's off the pitch, but on the pitch, for the most part, uh, South American players are a good fit in England, um, as long as you know they can get through that that culture type of thing, that culture situation. But um, if we do see an influx uh, of South American players in England, um, it it would not hurt the quality of the Premier League. Not saying the quality of the Premier League is bad by any means, but it would not hurt the quality at all. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's hope Lissandra is the next South American player for Arsenal to come through the door. But we shall see, we shall see. Wait, thank you. You've been a legend for coming on to the show. Do you just want to tell everyone where they can find you and what else they can expect from you in, in the near future? Absolutely, absolutely. Again, once more, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Roy Nemer, R-O-Y-N-E-M-E-R. Uh, also, uh, also running an Argentine uh, website, a website on the Argentine national team. All in English. It's all in English from news, uh, information, transfers, interviews, everything. Uh, all in English. It's uh, Mundo Albi Celeste. So Mundo World. Uh, Albi Celeste is the nickname for the Argentina national team, Sky Blue and White. So Mundo Albi Celeste.com. The link is on my Twitter as well, but uh, you can follow me on Twitter and get everything uh, from there too. You get the link from there. Absolutely. Uma, as always, also, mate, thank you for jumping on the show as well. Thank you and thank you to Roy. Um, it's been a pleasure. And so great to have a bit of insight on Lissandro. And hopefully, that Bailey touched on, hopefully, we'll be seeing him in Arsenal colours fairly soon. Absolutely, absolutely. Guys, if you like the video, make sure to leave a like and subscribe. Also, leave a comment. How excited are you to see Lissandro Martinez in a, in a shirt of red and white? Let's hope that does happen. And most importantly, guys, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way.